Bush and Richie here with another daily takeaway. You know, if you're watching like a soap opera, uh, there'll be a perception that it'll get to sort of like the evening and someone will go, oh no, we've got no milk. I'll have to go out to the shop. And people will just go out to the shop to get milk. Is this in the soap opera you're talking about? In soap opera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so that there's a perception that houses are always running out of milk and they have to go out in the evening to go and get some milk. Okay. I don't find in our house that milk is what I get sent out for after quarter to nine in the evening. What what are you getting sent out for? Ice cream. Really? Yes. Who eats ice cream in the evening? Natalie does. Does she? Yeah, I had this last night. It was about ten to nine. It's sort of like, really fancy some ice cream. I haven't got any ice cream. Would you go to the shop and get some ice cream? I ended up being shunted out of the house to go and get ice cream. Did you have to drive to go and get this? Yeah, got to get in the car. Five-minute drive, go that, and get ice cream. That is love, isn't it? You imagine if, I you'd run, it is. if you'd run out of Carlsberg, do you think she's getting in the car for you to get you some more tinnies or something like that? Not a chance, because she's in, on the sofa under a quilt. That's well, madness, isn't it? I just can't believe ice cream. We've talked about this before, but I feel like there's, very, for me, very specific times to have ice cream, like sunny day. Yeah. But daytime in the summer, not <laughs> not in the evening. So you wouldn't have ice cream as a dessert? No, not in a million years. Or, or when it was cold. Like, what, who has cold weather ice creams? So you wouldn't you wouldn't have, like, a tub of Ben & Jerry's or anything like that? Other that, ice creams available? I don't think I've ever had a tub of Ben & Jerry's. You have not. I've got very limited ice cream. Again, my other half, Katie, she doesn't like ice cream. So we're not an ice cream house. <laughs> I don't know what one... <laughs> I, I don't know what to measure on that. She do, she doesn't like ice cream. Hates ice cream. She, she says it's a waste of a dessert. There's a, there's better desserts out there. She'd rather have a pack of chocolate digestives than ice cream. But there's the thing with like I, I'm not being sponsored by Ben and Jerry's here. They, they don't know. Why do you keep going about, about Ben and Jerry's? Because this is the thing. Like some of these modern day ice creams, they're, they're not just ice cream. They've got other things in them. Like what? Like what? Well, fish food. Fish food. That's a flavour. That's not a flavour. It is a flavour. What's the? Well, you could taste the fish. Well, it's like fishy bits. F- what? F- Chocolate bits? fish bits. There's marshmallow in there. That sounds weird. That just sounds weird. Honestly, I think this I, the whole ice cream thing is a bit, I don't know, a bit, ooh. It's the show. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. This morning, I went for my first bike ride in about ten years. Oh, oh it happened. You've been building. I feel like you've been building up to this. I have been. Uh, I've, I've, I've had this bike for a decade, and um, I haven't. I honestly have not touched it. Certainly since we moved into this house, it's been in the shed for about six years. Yeah. And I thought, no, I'm going to get out cycling and let's get this thing serviced. Had it serviced on Monday. Picked it up Tuesday. Went out for a ride this morning. Five miles. I loved it, Bush. I, I've got a feeling I'm at the t- I'm at the top of a very very slippery slope for a 46 year old gentleman. I think I could very much get into cycling. Yeah, well, before you know it, you find yourself full in, in full lycra in a country park, chatting to people who are wearing the same kind of get up with cleats on that kind of thing. This is the thing. I know there is so much. I know there's the clothing. I know there's some mega cool bikes out there. There's gadgets. I see. I mean, bikes these days they all but have dashboards. I could be one of them as well. Well, I mean, like obviously, I cycle to work, uh, and occasionally, you know, I do try and get out as much as I can again. And there's something lovely about going out on your own early in the morning. I, I, I always could never understand why people go early. But I think when you've got kids, it's quite good on a Saturday morning to get up at the crack of dawn, just go off and have a little cycle. But some of the stuff you can buy 
is next level. Like this some of the, the prices thing. of these bikes now. I know. They're like carbon fiber, the same stuff like a, a Formula One car's made out of. And and it's the kind of thing that if, say, if your other half was walking behind you when you're at the laptop uh, in the in the lounge, yeah. you'd alt tab off it because it's £3,000. Absolutely. This is the slippery slope. You know, I've just paid 50 quid for a bronze service and the bike's roadworthy again. She's happy about that. Bronze service sounds interesting. <laughs> I thought chariots had closed. <laughs> are you are you at the top of a slippery slope about anything at the moment? Well, you know, I I am a, a board game nerd. That's my but my big weakness. But I absolutely love it. I, I'd an, say you've fallen down that slope, my friend. Well and truly fallen down there. But there's an item that right. I, I think to myself, if I buy this thing, you've you've crossed over. Mm. Do you know what I mean it's the uh, you're falling? It's the Rubicon. If, yes. I, if I cross this, there's no turning back. And it's a counter clipper, right? So if you get if you get like a war board game, I'm boring myself even talking about it. But the counters when they come off the sprues. Can have like a little bit of fluff and and like ripped uh, paper off them. Oh, again, yeah. again, if you're a board gamer, you get with this. <laughs> you can buy this thing. It's like a metal hole punch that clips the counter to the perfect size. Oh wow! Now, if I buy one of them. That's a slippery slope. <laughs> Before you know it, I'll have special board game bags that works. I'll be out of control. Uh, Michelle in Eastbourne says that Hobbycraft is just basically one big slippery slope for her. Can't walk in without knowing that she's going to walk out with so many different bits. For me, places like that, hobby places, it's just those little plastic containers you can put things in and organise them. Yeah. A slippery slope. Uh, Ian says, uh, by the way, Rich, uh, £3,000 for a bike, that's uh, the cheap end of things. This is this, Whoa. after my first bike ride in 10 years this morning, this is this is why I've recognised I'm at the top of a slippery slope. Uh, Rachel says she was quite late to the party in the whole Harry Potter thing, but she says, OMG, I've had the tattoo, I've bought books, going to the studio, theatre play, and I'm going to New York to see the Harry Potter shop. Hey, got to go and do the tour up at Watford as well. That's amazing. There's so much mm. for that one. Anthony says, four dartboards, 15 sets of darts, oh, two mats. I play in two different dart leagues. My wife gives me a stern look when I get a new darts catalogue. Oh, Turn it in about darts. <laughs> Do you want know darts? Two words for you on darts. 1980s garage with loads of spiders crawling over it. That's a dartboard. No, it's not. I loads of people darts. got them in their garage, all the wire coming off. It's a darts them. Premier League, man. That's, that's, a, that's obviously a big practical joke. It sells out the O2. It's not a joke. I know, but have you seen the people? I love darts. I'm not interested. I am one of them people. Uh, talking of cycling, <laughs> uh, you remember when I did the coast to coast cycle for, uh, uh, for De- Dan in Devon with my friends a few weeks ago? I end up having to buy padded shorts, which are a revelation. Uh, someone says here, uh, slippery slope, I've already fallen down the cycling chasm. £100 on shorts with a gel pad insert. £100. It gets better and better, doesn't it? Uh, Natalie, what is the uh, slope you're at the top of? Uh, Yes, tennis at the minute. Slippery tennis slope. So weird you to say that. I tried to get into playing tennis during lockdown, Mm -hmm. had a couple of lessons, tried to play. It's absolutely awful. I'm so bad at it. It's really (laughs) embarrassing. I'm the same. Um, So I've been having private lessons. My husband's really good. Um, He's having lessons as well, but he played it as a kid. Um, then I've been in the beginner class, but they've moved me up to advanced. I'm just nowhere near ready for it, and I'm just... But everything's so expensive, um, but yeah, that's my slippery. That's quite a jump. If you've gone from beginner to advanced, I'd say you've missed out on yeah. intermediate. I think, yeah, I know. Well, um, I think it's... I don't know why they've done I think it's because I pay for private lessons and they need to clear some people out of the beginner's class. Fast-tracked you. That's and a pretty a... negative way of looking at it. I'd say yeah. that they're looking at you and thinking you're some protégé. Big yourself up there. Oh, uh, no. Steffi Graff over there on the phone. So, uh, what in terms of slippery slope and spending money and all that kind of thing, have you got a fancy racket, if you don't, if it's not such a personal question? <laughs> uh, yes, uh, a, a lot racket, which is, I think, 
you know, a, an intermediate kind of racket. It's not like one at cheapest, so... Because how much are they? Because you see them, like, smashing them up sometimes with, like, yeah. uh, Djokovic when he's annoyed. How much is, like, a good racket? Mine were about £100, but I think you can probably get ones more expensive. But... My word, what a racket. We're all week. We're here all week. (laughs) We'll leave it there. Hello. Thank you. Okay. Goodbye. Uh, Oh, I wasn't going to say his name. Simon's in Cornwall. I'm sorry, Simon. It'll all make sense. He says kayak fishing. Started off with a simple kayak and a cheap rod. Now I've got a kayak that cost me a lot of money and my eye on a reel that is over two hundred pounds. I hope my other half doesn't hear this. It's quite hard to sneak a kayak into the garage, though, isn't it? There's a lot of Simon's in Cornwall. Could be a different one. Uh, Richard Chipchase says I cannot stop buying car cleaning products. He knows how to live. He says I've been watching loads of car (laughs) cleaning videos on YouTube. He sent a photo in. His garage is full of cleaning products. Brilliant. He's like Harvey Keitel. Uh, Matthew, you at the uh, top of a slippery slope then? Well, I'm kind of halfway down because it's wood turning. Halfway down a wood turning slippery slope. How did you get lured into wood turning? By YouTube. (laughs) During lockdown, needed something to uh, keep myself sane. And... uh, if, if there's someone who's listening to this right now and they don't actually know what wood turning is, can you explain to us? Uh, well, I have a thing called a lathe which spins pieces of wood very fast, and I'm actually standing at it right now making a bowl. As you do. But I've also been making pens. Wow, she so can literally make anything with with a with a, a lathe, wood lathe. Quite a lot of things, yeah. Anything kind of round. That's good because I mean I don't know about you like. When I did CDT at school, it was like, you used to make a pencil case. I made a dice. Or, or a flipping hedgehog to stick yeah. pens in. <laughs> and it doesn't really give you the passion, but, it, you know, if I could make stuff like that, a bowl, imagine eating your own bowl that you've made out on a wood lathe. I'd love that. So I would love it. A, everyone gets a bowl as a present now. <laughs> Brilliant. How, have... much, how much is a bowl off of you? <laughs> uh, anywhere from £25 to £75. All right, well, let's order two top-end bowls and get on with it. (laughs) (laughs) Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. Uh, Wednesday night from the centre of London. Here we are in Soho, but that is not where this show is going to be in just over a week's time. Uh, we have found out uh, about a massive adventure that we are about to head off on, and we can't quite believe it. We cannot believe this. Uh, the lovely people at Disney are going to send not only us, but this show on an actual Disney cruise line. We're going to be on a boat called the Disney Dream and doing this show live from it in just over over a week's time and hey. we, we've dropped a few hints over the past couple of months about we'd love to go on a cruise never been on a cruise we've dropped hints about all sorts of things over the last four years but yeah. they don't all work well, this is so this is such a rare moment right? we literally have to pinch ourselves that this is actually going to happen so uh, we're, we're dead excited about it and we can't wait seven nights European adventure on the Disney dream in just over a week's time we're, we're kind of road testing although I don't, I don't think you road test the boat maybe you, you <laughs> water test it uh, but it's it's returning to Europe in summer 2024 so we are going on it for a week in just over a week's time to see how things are. I think what, what's happened is Disney have clearly identified the fact that you and I are men of the world. Yes. We've got fine tastes in many different things. <laughs> and they, they want to put us in there just to, let's see how it goes. Do you know what I mean? Not just taste, but I've got very hungry tastes. I've, I've, I've seen what goes on on cruises and uh, I'm very excited about the food. So it's going to be amazing. Uh, and it'd be great to be doing home time, like moored up off the coast of like Italy and France and different places like that as well. So a proper adventure. And we want you to come with us on it as well here on this show. So watch this space. This is The Daily Takeaway. Daily Takeaway. So... 
if we may, can we just talk about school trips for a second? Uh, my eldest daughter, Erin, is going on a school skiing trip. Oh, lucky girl. No, I've never been anywhere near skiing in my entire life. So she's going, she's like 13, going on a skiing trip. Uh, and I was just t- talking to her about it the other day in the week, just saying she doesn't realise how lucky she is. The two trips that she's been on recently, school trips with her school, they've been to the Tower of London, which would be really cool. I never went anywhere near that. And now they're going skiing in Italy. And, and I was just saying to her... Enjoy it because it wasn't like that in my day. Furthest we went for a school trip, and I've talked about it on this show before because it still emotionally scars me. Went to a, a place, I think it's in Devon or Cornwall, called St. Austell, mm-hmm. and watched a bloke dressed in period costume make a barrel. <laughs> it's <was> awful. <laughs> Absolutely awful. I think we went to a zoo as well, and someone mucked about, and we had to get back on the bus again. They sent us home. <laughs> so I just thought, you know, this hour of the show, just to kind of impress upon Erin how lucky she is, have a little think about it. Let's try and work out who's been on the world's worst school trip. I'd like to put forward one that I can remember going on um, in primary school. Yeah. See, I think when, when you hear whisper of a school trip, you're thinking, oh, it's going on the bus, going on a coach somewhere. This is fantastic. It's got to be a coach trip. Got to be a coach. This one, it was a school trip, but we walked to it. You, it can't be a school trip if you walk. In, it's in walking distance. We. It was a half hour walk with the class uh, out of school up to the local church where we did. Bright Rubbing. Oh, we did that at Buckfast Abbey, uh, and, just... and we walked there as well. That's that can't. I feel like you should be able to sue retrospectively. I, I'd <laughs> like to. I'd like to. Uh, Nick says we went for a dry ski slope, and we got there, and were told it was closed as a school trip. We ended up going to the little chef five minutes down the road, and the teenage chef came out and gave us a talk on how he makes breakfast. That is so bad planning, <laughs> isn't it? Imagine going on a school trip and just getting it's closed. closed. Mark says, age 13, Weald and Downland Museum. Spent hours examining houses with roofs made out of horse poo and talking to actors <laughs> making old world tap. <laughs> I, I did, however, buy a clay pipe for a quid that was intended for bubbles, but it was purchased for my as my first pipe for other uses. Thank uh, you. My son has been on three school trips, says this text, now to the same place. Oof. What was a field to show where they're going to build a new stadium? The first time, it was a field. The second time... Still a field. The third time, still a field, but now with a few construction vehicles. This was a 20-minute walk from the school. This is not fair, though, is it? It's not. Poor kid, three times over they've been down to that field. Uh, We've got Holly on the line. Holly, tell us about your terrible school trip. Yeah, so, basically, it was. I think it was about year five, Mm. and when I went to school in Australia, we we were learning about, you know, the environment. They took us to a sewage plant and were showing us, you know where the sewage goes, what they do with it, everything like that. It was just, I think, that tops the worst. Wow, uh, so you, you were growing, growing up in Australia, and then you, what yeah. area was this that they took you to an Australian sewage plant then? Oh, it's just in Melbourne somewhere. It was just the, the waterworks that they took us to. It was gross. It was the worst. But was it? Because, I, I think, uh, Holly, all I say to you is, right now... You're thinking that was a terrible school trip. But year five, you would have been nine, and, and yeah. I can't think of a nine-year-old that doesn't think the sewage is funny. <laughs> oh, no. I thought my son would think it was funny. Yeah. But yeah. our producer was just saying that that must have been a very hot, sweaty <laughs> sewage trip in Australia. Yeah. And I remember one of the teachers um, being like, oh, and pretending to push someone in to this, like... Different times. <laughs> it's different times back then. <laughs> yeah. Good yeah. to speak to you, Holly. And you. Listen, there's some beauties coming in. This one says, Worst school trip for me was going to Cleethorpe Zoo back in 1978 and one of my classmates had his finger bitten off by a wolf. 
Ouch! After he tried to pet it through the cage. Even worse for the other lad, I would say, that school trip. School legends that they write there. Uh, Freya, uh, your your bad school trip, please. Um, so, when I was in year six, I went on a school trip, and um, everything was going well, and about 11 at night, we heard kids screaming, because we got home really late, and we had to have a shower, because we'd just been to the beach. And it turns out there were kids in the dorm next to us, they had their clothes robbed because loads of people were going around stealing clothes while they were in the shower. So as you can imagine, it was like trying to find clothes everywhere across the whole campus. But wow, what a legendary... You know when you like legendary misbehaviour at school? Yes. A bun- was yeah. this a bunch of boys? It must have been boys breaking in and stealing yeah. stuff. Yeah, it was a group of like troublemakers. Troublemakers from a different school breaking in. That's got a... Uh, was it Gonch from your own school? Now now that is the kind of activity that gets the school trip ended very quickly. It really does. Yeah, yeah. If if ever you needed the sausage on a fork sound effect from Grange Hill, that is the moment to do it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Now, a rare thing from the Home Time Show right now... An apology. Not yeah. often uh, that we're here to apologise for things because we don't get a great deal wrong. Uh, well, I'd say we're 99.5% right on this show. Uh, agreed. However, we have got something gravely wrong, and that is that we forgot to rescind, to revoke the big coat protocol. Uh, people have been uh, pointing this out to us, uh, mm. particularly over the last few days as the weather has uh, warmed up and finally got a little bit more clement and sunshine and all that kind of thing. And people saying, hey, guys, you, you never ended the big coat protocol. Uh, it's our mistake. It's a, it's a big miss. Uh, please take this as the official announcement. You no longer have to wear your big coat. Because the way it normally works is a little bit like one of those kind of clocks you might see on a wall in an old European town. We'll, we'll kind of come out onto the steps and uh, enact big coat protocol as things start to get colder. Mm. I'm telling people to hold hold the line a little bit, and then yeah, we normally kind of uh, reverse it as things start to get warm, you know, warmer. But mm. for some reason, one thing's led to another, and we we've forgotten to do it, and it is our responsibility. Uh, we're, you know, we're going to front up and take that on the chin. Tom says, "Who is responsible? Getting fired." Producer Adam, we might throw him under the bus. Uh, no. Do you know what I mean? Well, you know, uh, he's normally the gatekeeper of all things, uh, uh, details, and all that kind of stuff, and he hasn't reminded us. He's our Miss Money Penny from Bond, if you know yeah. what I mean. What are you pointing at? You've got eyes. You can see the weather. Hey, well, well, well just don't you pipe up uh, unannounced on the show. However, if you are feeling hard done by, Ofcom have asked us to play out this important message. Please listen. Have you been struggling to work in a big coat because Bush and Ritchie forgot to retract the big coat protocol? Sweating cobs on the train in the parker because you just wanted to play by the rules? Passed out in the queue at Greg's waiting for a cheese and bean slice because you weren't allowed to take off your burghouse? Then you are due compensation as Bush and Ritchie are currently under investigation for dereliction of duty by the Department of Health. Our team is waiting to take your call to see if we can help you now. My name's Trevor and I was absolutely roasting Sattler in my truck every day wearing a fleece because Bush and Ritchie never said I could wear a light jacket. I called the helpline and now I've won over £20 in compensation, look. Text Big Coat Compensation now and get the financial reimbursement you deserve. Don't let Butch and Ricky get away with it. Daily takeaway. Time for you to get in touch. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Any other business? 
Get in touch with us. Uh, actually, uh, some communication from the first hour of the show has just come in. Someone's keen. We were talking about uh, we were talking about uh, being on a slippery slope. Gone on my first bike ride in ten years this morning. Loved it. Got a feeling I could be doing a lot of cycling. The Hearts Wheelers have oh, got in touch with me. Wow, uh, Richie, do come join us at the Hearts Wheelers. We have a lot of weekend rides going on. Uh, bacon butties at all midpoint stops. Do you know what? Right, there's 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 a bunch of guys that go cycling near us in Leon C and at the moment like kids wise I don't know if I have any, any time to do it properly but yeah. I walk past them pushing the buggy and they're all sat there in their lycra on Saturday morning outside a coffee shop having espressos and having a chat and I'm just so jealous of them it looks brilliant if you can do it do it I think I might join them so what are they called the uh, the hearts wheelers get a tattoo and all that stuff yeah. sorted out uh, in other news Harry Ward has emailed the show so Bush and Richie a while ago you were talking on the show about the lack of availability of lamb sandwiches oh, in the yeah. UK do you remember that I do for some reason you can get chicken you know beef uh, ham ham turkey but no, no lamb. Lamb's not a thing. He says, despite other meats out there, such as beef, chicken, etc., being readily available. I've been in Iceland for the past few days. <laughs> I don't know whether he's talking about the shop or the country, but I can confirm that lamb sandwiches are extremely popular over here. OK, fair enough. Even more so than things like ham. But then this is a great idea from Harry. He says, perhaps you guys can convince your boss to do a show trip to Iceland where you can sample these delicious lamb sandwiches and maybe even do the show from somewhere in the land of fire and ice. Just a thought. Lot to unpick here. First of all, why is lamb sandwiches big in Iceland? Is it big? I guess they don't have sheep in Iceland. So maybe they uh-huh. like getting something in that isn't Icelandish. They're good, they're good preppers. They're yeah. good preppers, that's for sure. Secondly, uh, what do you idea. reckon are the chances of our boss letting us go to Iceland? Not in a million years. The, the <laughs> shop is the, as good as we're going to get. <laughs> love your ideas. Keep them coming in. We love hearing from you. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. This is The Daily Takeaway. So that's uh, your Daily Takeaway today. Just a little bit more ice cream chat. Uh, our producer, just towards the end of the show has told us something unbelievable. Now, if you were listening at the start of the podcast, which I hope you were, Richie was just trying to explain to me, a non-ice cream person, what um, Ben and Jerry's... There are other ice creams available. Ben and Jerry's fish food was, which is like quite a weird concept. It's fish food. Fish food. Our producer, Adem, then, Uh, uh, has just turned around and said... You're not spelling fish, F-I-S-H. No. No, because fish, P-H-I... SH is a band, a rock band in America, and it's named after them. We mean no. the, the guy from Marillion? No, it's an actual band. It's no, not. it's not. It's, not. it's an American rock band from Burlington, Vermont, formed in 1983. I don't want to read out that whole Wikipedia. But yeah, Fish Foods is named after them. That's I don't not. know why. It's not. No, it's not. Like, you, they have to be... Right, even the Rolling it? Stones haven't got their own ice cream, but these guys, <laughs> lads, we never heard of. Right, we suggested the band Fish... This is from Ben & Jerry's own website. We suggested to the band Fish that we celebrate our Vermont roots with a fish flavour. It's swirled, chewy, marshmallow and gooey caramel and chocolate ice cream, so we decided to name it after the band because they're the biggest ones from Vermont. No, the biggest That's person from Vermont is uh, Joe Biden. Go and take it up with Ben or Jerry. <laughs> two, two bowls of Biden, please, and one fish fruit. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>